0: You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge purpose and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hey, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host Chantel Zedeki, and each week I get to come and it's just such a great privilege to talk to all these different creatives and I'm excited about our episode today because we've never have we ever had a musician? I don't think. I don't think we've ever had a musician. So, Casey, okay, Casey, you're our first musician, but you and I have something in common. We both have unique last names. Kearney, Casey Kearney. Kearney. Yep. Okay, perfect. And um, so you heard it here, Casey Kearney, not Kearney. Stop saying that.
1: See, that's actually the proper way to say it from oh. Ireland. Apparently, it's Irish. Kearney is the proper way to say it, but there, my husband's family's from North Carolina, and it was changed to Kearney. So, just what it's been forever is Kearney. I love it. We have Casey Kearney today, and if you're listening from our area, you probably
0: already know her because she's. A well-followed, I mean, so it's such a great following here in our local area and a musician from 30A. So, when this episode airs, we're actually uh, recording it in September, but it won't air until like the end of October, November, and you're gonna be well into your new album tour. But I know we wanna talk about that a little bit. How is that going for you?
1: It's been really, really busy, it's been really fun. And and it's been really the press that i have gotten like lots of just different interviews and things like that. That's kept me extra occupied on top of the shows and stuff. So the actual launch and release part of it, there's so much that goes into it. And as an independent artist, I've got a lot of decisions to make. So different. My sister does my artwork and the photos and then it, it goes on. You don't just go to Nashville and record it. And then it's all magically appears. Like there's a lot of crazy little details. And so it's super duper fun, but it's definitely overwhelming. So have
0: you always been, Are have you always been in a creative field? Did you know from a really young age that you wanted to do something creative? Like how, what's your journey like? How did you get to this point?
1: My journey was very winding road type thing. Um, I never sang ever at all. I didn't know I could sing. My parents sang, but I didn't know I could sing at all until I was like grown married with kids. I had lots. I've always been creative. My mom's always been creative. I've always been creative as far as, you know, doing things, making things dance and art and things like that. But as far as a musician goes, no, I not even a little bit. So I went to, um, Real estate school. I was a wedding planner for a while. I was a bank teller for four years. I did all kinds of things and had all kinds of careers before I ever figured out, oh, being a musician is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. So, how did you figure that
0: out? I mean, I'm so curious about that because I'm going to share something with you. Singing is the one talent. You know how people are like, oh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I don't even care about that question. If I could have one talent, it would be singing. I love it so much. And I am on the other spectrum of you. I'm the worst sing, singer imaginable, but I'm so obsessed. Like, how do you just start, you know, how do you even figure out you're good at singing? What does that even look like? It's never gonna happen for me, but tell us for you.
1: <laughs> well, with me, I was singing at church, just kind of like in a group. And then this family was in there and he was, in, he was doing sound and he had isolated my voice in like the headphones. And he came up to me afterwards and he was like, you can sing. And I was like, okay. And he's like, no, you can really sing. And so I had horrible, horrible stage fright. Absolutely terrified. I could not sing by myself for anything in the world. I like had meltdowns. It was bad. And so, but singing at church, then it kind of, I got out of it just a little bit. And then actually it was a karaoke contest that they were having at Destin Commons. And everybody up there was really boring and they could sing good, but they were really, really boring. So I was like, you know what? I think I could do this. And so I went and entered it. I don't... I think I sang a Carrie Underwood song. But um, I entered it, and then I won. And the guy came up afterwards, and he was like, you have a good voice. It wasn't the best voice. And he's like, but your stage presence is what won it for you. So basically... I really, it was the two, it was a combination of the two. I had to learn how to use my voice when I started finding out that I had it and I had to develop. And that was one of those things that I had to like crash course develop because I was late twenties, had two kids. And so I was crash course develop my voice with self-taught kind of like online lessons and different, um, anybody I could talk to that kind of thing. And then same thing with the stage fright. I, that was when I connected the two to get over the stage fright was like, hey, if I'm having fun, they're having fun. If I'm awkward, they're awkward. And I realized how powerful that actually really is. And just kind of started putting the two together. And you just kind of evolve. Over the years, you just kind of evolve. I couldn't play any instruments either. So I started learning how to play guitar. And my kids, I'd stay up really late at night because I'd have to learn after they went to bed. And, you know, in between nap times and stuff because I couldn't concentrate. So um, I'm constantly having to play catch-up, learning how to play guitar and get better. But it was one of the things I realized early on. I had guys that would play for me. And after diving deep, it was one of those things, I've got to figure out how to do this on my own.
0: Mm-hmm. Or I'm
1: never going to be able to do this because I can't keep relying on everybody else. So I had to just, like, get better and really grind at the learning <laughs> That's
0: amazing. I, I love it just is such strong. It's a strong story of creative courage, which I think as a creative, you really need that. There's nothing that feels more vulnerable than practicing your creativity and putting it out there in the world and just hoping that people love it. And if they don't continuing to do it or, you know, being okay mm-hmm. with this idea that as a creative individual, you are an evolution and sitting with that from the very beginning, I think is so important. I am always so intrigued by people who recognize their creative strength in later on in life. Not because as a child, it's like, Oh, everybody wants you to try everything because you're searching for that thing that you're going to be a prodigy. You know, what, how are you going to contribute to the world as a mother where your kids are young and you know, Discovering it at that age, you know that age and time in your life, I think, is such a cool story.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's really. I think part of it is it's kind of it's a mixture between you're older and so you're more confident mm-hmm. and you're able to just try things. You're not a teenager trying to still figure yourself out. I had already been doing a lot of things that didn't work, so I was ready to jump in. At the same time, I'm also very much an adult in a younger person's kind of career. And so early on, I was told that I was too old and had too much baggage for any record label to want to sign me. And so it was one of those things that I had to be like, well, I'm just going to embrace it. This is what I do. And this is what I got. And and I'm miserable not doing it. So I need to just, you know, find a way. And so my, um, my people, my audience are people that like, people like me you know what I mean if they want to pursue something and they feel like it's too late and so I had to get over like a fear of failure was a lot and I think creative people a lot of times they need this so much but they're so afraid that they're gonna fall flat on their face and they don't know if they can handle that or not and the thing is is that you will Mm -hmm. over and over fall, and you will fail, but learn from it every single time, and just make yourself get better, and everybody's not gonna like you, and everybody doesn't like me, some people, I'm a little too much for them, and everybody isn't, I've had producers and publishers ring me out, like, you know what I mean, just say all kind of just ugly things, and a lot of times, my mom was like, I don't even know how you keep going after that, but really, it just motivated me, I'm like, okay, well, take what he said here and take what he said here and ignore that and ignore that. You know what I mean? And really try and get better. And so it's kind of finding that balance between all the different voices and Mm -hmm. just not listening to that fear of failure and just really going out there and doing it because, you know, deep down, this is just what you have to do. It's just in you.
0: Yeah. And getting it out and just being, it has to come out, right? Isn't that the crazy thing? Yeah. There is this feeling when you're creating something new. It's like, if I don't get this out, I think it's going to kill me. Like it has Mm
1: -hmm. to. I'm going to explode. I know.
0: Yeah. And so listening to that creative voice and I think finding your courage, finding your confidence, regardless of what your adversity looks like is so important. So it's so funny. My husband works at third planet. He's a brewer at third planet and he came home and he was like, so Casey Kearney, she came and like, he's like, she was great, but her kids are amazing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you have, he was like, she's got these two little boys and they're roping. Like we moved here from Wyoming. He's like, they're roping and they're so good. He, this, the little boy had like the nail on the post. He just kept banging it like boom, boom, boom. How do you balance this creative part with your like, obviously your family is with you all the time, your husband and your brother, your kids and all of that. I mean, is it a village effort to bring your creativity to life?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because my husband's really great. And so he's really supportive and he knows that this is just something that I just needed to do. And so he's really supportive. So he helps with Lots of, and he rodeos too. So he helps with lots of that kind of stuff. And then my mom, she, they all live close by. And just family in general that help with everything. If I'm gone at night, then they're helping with dinners and things like that. But the kids – all three of my kids ended up with the same kind of personality, this very driven whatever. So when they latched on to rodeo, it's not like – they played baseball, they played football, and we'd have to be, all right, guys, let's go practice, you know, that kind of thing. There is no – like, we have to tell them that's enough. It's 11 o'clock. You guys need to go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they – Are driven, motivated, and practice and practice and practice. And so they are. They've gotten so good so fast. And to balance it, we just do. We just kind of have to make it work. You know, they're very forgiving of me not being there or being there. And I'm the same way with them. If they've got stuff and they can't come to my show, they very rarely come to my shows. That one, they came because they had friends there. But (laughs) they rarely (laughs) come. But I'm okay with that because I know that we both know that we're all doing the things that we need to be doing and we're all supportive of each other in that.
0: That is so great. Well, I want to have time to, uh, to to let you talk about your new album. Yes. And so how people can listen to your music, tell us about the new album. I know it's already released by the time people hear this episode, it will have already been released and they grab it, but how do they download it, listen to you, support you as an artist? I mean, what is the name of the album? All of that fun stuff.
1: So, the, um, my website's com, and then all of my socials are Casey Kearney Music. So, you can look me up like that and Google it and everything, and I'll be there, and on the, any other streaming platforms as well. So, the album and all of my previous music is all on all the streaming platforms. This particular project is called More to the Story. And it's most special to me just because I, it's 11 original songs. And so it's my first full length original album. My first project I did was an EP, so it was only six songs. And so this is my first full length original album. So I was so excited and it was a huge accomplishment to finally get this out. And um, More to the Story, it's a song that's on there but it really kind of embodies the whole album and the theme of the whole album, because it's all stories. It's stories about my life. It's stories about um, my friend's life, my family's life, you know, just different kind of things. It's very much a real life kind of album and a lot of the subject matters and things like that. And so, and it's always, there's always more to the story. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of embodies that. And the actual songs about small town gossip, because I live from, a, I'm from a very small town. And so It just is each song's got its it's own. (laughs) It's the best gossip. No, I'm just kidding. How
0: different is it? You you've done some covers in the past and things like that and things that people recognize from a creative perspective. How different does it feel putting your own work out there, your original work? Is it a huge difference? I mean, does it feel more vulnerable?
1: It does feel more vulnerable in the way that you're talking about different subject matters. Either I'm dealing with somebody's else's personal story that I chose to write, or it's my own personal story. Like make this work very much my own, like, I wrote that in a very tough place where we were like determined to make our marriage work. We fixed and celebrate 20 years. And so it's very vulnerable to put that original music out there because it's your own story. At the same time, it's that much more rewarding. I love cover songs. I love connecting with people with a song that they know. That's why I did a cover album that was called somebody's favorite song. And I feel like people love to hear the songs that they already know by people that they're, That they like, you know, so people connected to that and then it leads them to my original music. And then, you know, I've gotten a lot of fans that way. You know, they connected to a cover and then they love my originals too.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to, I'm personally excited to listen to all of your 11 songs. I haven't done that yet. I like connecting with someone first and then it just kind of, I don't know, to me, it's like, When you see someone in an interview or you meet them, you and I met in like the green room at the Maddie Kelly arts foundation when we were playing there just kind of accidentally. And we had been emailing that day, but even that kind of like the disconnect, the digital disconnect when you meet somebody or you hear their voice or you're just like, Oh, you know, it just makes you feel so connected. I think you're delightful. Thank you.
1: I think you're delightful. (laughs)
0: Thanks. (laughs) I love this. I Okay. So I'm going to ask you one more question and we ask everybody this at the end, but Casey, what are you, cause this is just something our audience has just really been interested in over time. Anything that you're reading or watching or listening to, obviously the listening to is a given, right? You're listening to this amazing new album, hopefully if yours, like it's on regular, but what are you reading and watching? Like, how do you stay fueled up with all of this creativity?
1: Much. I'm a nerd, like a podcast nerd, and so I drive a lot. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, mostly just because my my drive is an hour and a half back and forth, like one way is an hour and a half, that kind of thing. Um, so because I'm driving so much, like music, I love listening to music, but I don't know, podcast makes time go faster. But it's like nerdy business musician type podcast. I love that. I freaking love that. <laughs> Such a nerd. I know. And so, um, I will, that's, I'll just be like, Oh yeah, that's good. You know, just different stupid things like that. The most recent book I read was where the Crawdads sing. It was so good. Like I'm late to the party on that one, but my friend gave me the book and I don't read a ton, but that was so good. I loved it. I read it in just a couple of days.
0: You. Well, I think you're an amazing creative and I love your story. I think we'll call it creative confidence because I think you just exude that. And we talked a little bit b- before we got started about the Enneagram and how you're always the type A driven personality across all of these platforms. And I think when you're creative, people don't realize there's this whole other aspect to being creative. It's like, you have to be your own champion. You have to get your work out there. You have to drive you have to make people see it and experience it. And it's okay. It's- if they don't like it. Yeah. It's okay if they don't like it, but it's like keep, you know, keeping at it and being okay Mm -hmm. with rejection. So is that a formula? Is that a part of your little formula for success? Is that drive?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I I mean, it is. And my dad was always very driven and is very driven and motivated. And so I definitely get that personality type from him, but yeah, I mean, I just, you have to just not quit because if you Keep. You have to do it. It's in you to do it. And so then that drive to just keep on trying, even though you do face rejection and everybody's not going to love you, but you just keep on because creative people, if you're not being creative, you're not really fulfilling what you need to do on the earth. Oh my gosh. Well, that's like the perfect way to end our episode.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. You, uh, those of those of you cannot see, but Casey is in her car, like in her truck, like making it happen and doing everything <laughs> she needs to do, which I love. Casey, thank you so much for being with us on this episode. I appreciate it. Thanks your- for
1: having me me so much. Awesome. And
0: if you're listening, you can have a deal. Like, comment, share. You can send us questions to Casey. We'll make sure she gets them. Hello at FrancisRoy.com. And just let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about our music too. We know you're going to love it. So yeah, look it yeah. Okay. We'll talk to you guys next Monday uh, with another great guest all about creative entrepreneurship. See
1: you then.